welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or if you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. The season has come to an end as a crown has been placed on the top of a Filipino superstar. So who will represent the Philippines as the inaugural winner? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines. And joining me is the dancing diva of NYC and one of the faces of One Size Beauty, Hibiscus. How are you? (laughs) I am so thrilled and honored to have you on this podcast. When I was looking for people to recap, you said finale. I want it. I was like, of course, Ibiscus gets literally anything she wants on this podcast. <laughs> um, speaking of Glam Awards, what are we officially nominating you for? What do we have to do? Um, I've been telling people I would always love, you know, best dancer, but there's so many fierce dancers that just came out of, um, you know, out of the pandemic that I don't want to discredit what they do. So this year with the best brunch being announced, that's what mm-hmm. I kind of secretly want to gun for. Go for it. My brunch with um, Katrina Lovelace. And if not, maybe do it with her, finally. Um, I have put you down for both of those, and just so you're aware, uh, it's going to be in the public vote, the best brunch. Um, I heard, yeah. Um, that's what Cherry was telling me. So I was like, I just, we just need to get on the ballot. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, spoiler alert, I also put you down for Entertainer of the Year, um, because I truly believe that. So I hope that happens. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. That is one that I, that is one of my goals, to be, you know, worthy of that. And I don't think anyone's had such a big of a year as you have, but um, uh-huh. maybe that's just my humble opinion. And, and listeners, um, please feel free to nominate, if you can, uh, Michael Block for uh, Writer um, and Block Talk for Best Podcast. Um, yeah, both of my categories. Public? Yeah, both of my categories are public vote again, so I have no hope. But No, I was going to say, yeah, I hope they don't, you know. like. No, she, I, I asked her last night, she said they're public, and I was like, well, I guess I have to have a new um, campaign strategy. And she left me on red. Wow. Lamb Awards. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, so, well, yeah. You, you, anyone... in, you've interviewed so many uh, people. Like, just ha- send them the link. Tell them, like, oh, I will. Um, y'all are going to get spammed. And I'm going oh, to ask I will, I will very vote. nicely to just post it and send it to your people. Um, I really want to win. I really do. But, like, I have friends who are like, un- don't know, like, who should I put, you know, for this? And you always come up, um, even for some people's cheat sheets, I should say. So it's not. Yeah, right I there. mean, I appreciate that. Um, it's just when it comes down to the voting, if I'm against like Monet Exchange, there's no shot in hell that I win because anyone who doesn't know the category sees a Rue girl and says her. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But other drag news of the week. Um, the season of 2022 Drag Race is ending with Canada versus the world. 
I thought we were going to wait until 2023 for it, but nope, they said we are going to get this dumpster fire out there. Yeah, that and UK going on. And Italia, Italia debuted today. I haven't watched oh, it yet. Right. It's out there. You are right. Um, is there anyone on Canada versus the world you are excited for? Um, I love ISIS. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm finally excited to see Victoria Scone. Her Meet the Queens was funny. It was so funny. <laughs> it was, it was so well done. And again, like if she doesn't win a comedy challenge, I'll be shocked. Um, I mean, but speaking of the Philippines, we have Stephanie Prince. Yes, Stephanie Prince. Um, I loved her on Canada. I think it's just she needs, I hope the attitude has changed. Like Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think even if she does poorly on Canada versus the world, the second I do Philippines versus the world, they're going to be like, okay, go to Philippines, have fun. Yeah, I can see that happening already. You're shipping her over. All right, let's talk about Drag Race Philippines. Now, overall, bef- without spoiling thoughts on the finale and, and results, how did you feel about this season? Um, I felt really good to actually finally see um, Drag in the Philippines. I, as a child, I, I grew up in the Philippines. I was born in the Philippines. And mm-hmm. I've always been told, like, not to watch drag queens, even though they were the gay personalities on like the daytime shows and the game Sorry. shows. Um, yeah, my parents just made sure I don't see any of that because they were always so extravagant and so out there. So it was actually so nice to see these queens up. Um, but without spoiling it, I really, I really enjoyed it. Like I think they picked a good amount of girls. I wish there were more representation of like the comedy queen and even mm-hmm. like the bigger girls. Cause I think Philippine drag, they are so focused on looking pretty. Sure. So it was so nice to see someone like Venus Deluxe and Turing and even Silhouette, like, you know, like who doesn't, you don't have to do drag every week, but you can still have a career and still do this as a job. Absolutely. And be good at it. So now it nice I, I know that you knew some of the cast prior to their appearance on the show. Who who can you tell us that you knew? I knew uh, Minty Fresh and Brigadine. And Corazon, um, I met during the pandemic because they made me one of the Ternos leave um, outfits that I posted during the pandemic. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, like, if you've listened to the podcast, everyone knows that I ripped Miss Corazon apart um, with some of those looks. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, Hibiscus has a look. But I love everything hibiscus wears what is it what okay now that's okay we're, we're, we're fine with that. that that look was good of yours um no but um, some people are just good when the given direction and a design yeah her creative flowing for her own looks i was like it's, you need a collaborator but that's yeah. okay that's, no uh, but I'm yeah sure minty fresh minty fresh interesting trajectory on the show this year brigading um is gonna be an international superstar i right? like um may not be the best drag race queen but she is a excellent drag queen and knows how to work an audience yes yeah i can see minty fresh had like similar to pearl mm-hmm. where they look good visually yeah but like i'm um, just you know being spoken like being outspoken is like where they lack their you know showing yeah. their personality absolutely all right well let's begin because we're going to get to talk about them all much much later and well right now we don't get to commemorate Minty and her elimination as we are going to jump into a bit of a recap of the final four and head straight to the main stage for all the drama. Um, we're going to have Cal Karen introduce the cast of season one, which means it's time to discuss their looks. In honor of the return, we are going to play all star or all nah. It's our version of Ooh. Toot Boot for this. 
Um, and starting with Prince. Look by Jean Garcia, hair by Prince. Um, the shoe. At least she has fun with the dreaded shoe and puts it on the pillow, though it's hiding the entirety of her midsection of the look. So I have no idea what she's actually wearing. But I love the yellow and purple moment that has the royal androgyny feel. It's stoned and embellished, embellished um, impeccably. The blonde slick back hair is cute. At least she was wearing better shoes this time. Yes, yes. I, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I think it was it was cute. I don't think Prince was ready for Drag Race. No, I, I agree. I think um, Prince was one of the better looking out of drag. And I think Prince just, um, I think she wrote on her Instagram that this was intended to be her um, um, shopulence look. Ah. Which I then would say, what? I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like trying to look at the outfits. I'm like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw on uh, social media, but uh, Race Chasers um, did a side-by-side of this look and the prince from Cinderella, the cartoon, with the shoe in, in the, on the pillow. Very, very funny. Very cute. Um, I'm going to give this a very, very soft toot. It's a toot. I mean, no, it's a boot. Sorry. I still don't like it. <laughs> um... The audience was 48% all-star, 52% all-nah. Um, so yeah, very mixed here, very mixed. Next up is Corazon. Hair by Gorgeous Dawn. I have to assume that she made the look. Um, there are a lot of feathers on this one. I think the showgirl fantasy on the back is a cute pairing uh, with the blue and the pink. Um, the bikini style moment is very interesting, very fringe-like. Not a huge fan of how the beads are placed and slaying because it really just drops you straight down yeah um i think for me it's the hair in the mug um i feel like it's the first time we've seen her in a colored hair and it kind of feels a little artificial on her especially when um it's paired with the mug which is very colorful when she tends to usually play with a more natural nude aesthetic so it was just a bit jarring for me not my favorite yeah i think she um literally just dipped into everything (laughs) in the last (laughs) for the finale Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think if it was a natural hair color, it would have looked better. I or, agree. But if you're going to wear that hair, do your nude. Exactly. Um, it's an all not for me. Um, it's nothing new, so I'm going to have to say, yeah, it's a boot. All not. Audience, 38% all star, 62% all not. Next up is Gigi Era, look by Mark Joseph Syed. Uh, this is a beautiful tribute to the Philippines as well as Australia. I mean, the garment itself is breathtaking. Not a stone or a sequin or anything shiny out of place. Even the tights are stoned. Um, I feel like having the umbrella be gold and green, which are the national colors of Australia, were a really cool tie-in to her. Yeah. Um, I just wish we got to see this version of her earlier in the season. I agree. I feel like a lot of girls, like they do it where they hold it off till the end. But if you've had the same mentality from the when you're creating your package, you would have done mm-hmm. well. Yeah, but unfortunately, we're always going to remember her as a little baby vampire. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad she went there, though. (laughs) I know. It was so funny. But I think this look is absolutely stunning. Um, Do you know what? um, I'm assuming this was probably for her um, indigenous eleganza. Indigenous, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, Do you know what this represents? Because, again, I didn't have my reference sheet this week. Um, with, no, I don't know what it represents. Because I right. know she is from a different part than where I grew up. I'm mm-hmm. very in the South, 
we're farmer people, mountain people. Sure. So we're um, not as glamorous. Yeah, this look though is an all-star. It's beautiful. Yes, I agree. It is a total toot. Audience agrees. 100% all-star, 0% all now. All right, next up is touring. Boom, touring. The amount of times I say that on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> it's giving goddess. I love the bronze color. It's just, this is your last chance to stop the runway. I'm a bit underwhelmed. For, yeah, for running kinda, the show where they told her to celebrate her figure, it's not quite doing that. It's swallowing her whole. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of off the rack. Yeah. It's, uh, I get it. Like, it's supposed to be ruched and bunched on the bodice and the arm, but it was so wrinkly throughout. It did it. Yeah. Like, she it rolled in the felt- mud and walked. <laughs> yeah it almost felt like she accidentally packed everything away and then they said come back you have to do a runway and she said well i have this yeah yeah i'm gonna give it an all not it's not my favorite i do like turing though i i like turing too i love the hair and the makeup but the if we're judging the outfit i say all not either too the audience they gave her a little more credit 70 percent all star 30 percent all not well, it's also, I, I, I don't know if, like, stars, um, it's a Zendaya, like, fashion reference, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't know if people were thinking that, so I was like... That's like, true, that's fair. Next up, we have Lady Morgana, look by Mark Joseph Syed, hair by Corazon, uh, headpiece by Katina Kanita. Um, I feel like this was the hair she wore for Leah Salonga, but clearly not. Um, I love the patterns and textures and how Bisaya this looks. She looks happy and content and free. Also, this beat is the youngest she's painted all season long with a look that's still very matronly. Yes. Yes, she did paint very, like, I was like, okay, this is different. And yes, that is Corazon's hair makes sense because it didn't fit on her head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Lady Morgana is fascinating. She was such interesting television because she was like the the different one of the group, yet she just fit. She worked in this world. Um, but yeah, she's younger than I am and paints like she is 20 years older than I am. Yeah, yeah. Insane. Um, but I like to do that, like set her gene. <laughs> oh my God, it's true. But at least she knows her drag character and she's like, this true. is what I am. Um, I like this look. I'm going to give it an all-star. I give it an all-star too. It's you know, it's cultural. I like it. Uh, that means yeah. she's proud of where she came from. So absolutely. And the audience, um, you're mean. Thirty-five percent all-star, sixty-five percent all-nah. Very rude. Very, very, very rude. All right. Next up, we have Venus Deluxe. Look by Candy Segovia and John Garcia. Um, let's talk about it. The boot. Yes, friends. She really did injure herself. Um, I think she had this fascinating journey, and I live that she ended it in a foot cast. Not sure if this is what she intended for this final runway, but uh, we've seen her do much better. I think the cage body bodice is sparkly and brilliantly pairs well with the headpiece. It's the black cat suit that like just feels like a last minute choice to pair with the bodice. Um, also, she's got to be hopped up in all, all the meds because she did not look thrilled to walk that runway. No, no. They should have put um, her in a wheelchair. That would have been more <laughs> camp. Yeah. Um, I want to like it, but I, I, I've, I've, seen this kind of thing before yeah it's like um do you know a chakra chakra like la is that one designer like Mm -hmm. 
Raja used to wear their headpiece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same cage. Um, yeah. But the, the, I, she looked beautiful. She did. She always looked stunning. I mean, her mug is so beautiful for quote unquote a comedy queen. Yeah, she has a beautiful smile. Uh, she's a shady bitch, though. Love her for that. She's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, she's definitely someone who will be returning in the franchise in some way, shape, or form. She's excellent television, excellent drag. Um, I'll give this the softest all star. Like, it's still good. The elements are good. I know she could do better. Okay, I, I'll give it a super, super soft all star, too, because I know, yeah, I know she can do better. Maybe having been on the meds and her injury really, like, took the best out of her. Yeah. yeah. Um, audience, 79% all star, 21% all now. Okay. All right, next up, we have Miss Brigading Ding Ding Ding. Look by Erin Montoya and Lady Pussy Galore. Um, yes, the judges are right. This should have been her real real. runway. Um, I love the pink hair and how playful it is. It works with the whimsy of the coat. And then bam, that dress is breathtaking. Like it is cute, it is flirty. The colors are scrumptious. Um, this is easily a top tier look from her this season. I, I'm enamored with this look. I love it too. It's um, the fact that it's like, you t- it makes your mind go, wow, this is beautiful in those colors. And then she takes it off and it's like a whole different color palette and style yeah and yet it still works as one story because i I love a runway look that makes my like really stimulates my mind and makes me think i'm like what is that made out of or absolutely uh so where did you meet brigading um they came to new york city during world pride and they're a good friend of digna and that's how we met we went to um krylon together to get um foundation they don't, have that. That, they don't have that brand in the Philippines, though. She was so happy to finally try. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I, uh, she, she's a superstar. Um, I'm so excited to see where she goes next. Um, again, very, very, very cute out of drag. Um, what is so weird is that since she, because I've met her and she followed me when we met, and it's so bad because I never followed back. <laughs> <gasps> oh, and no. I, and I don't want to do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. You got to do it. Okay, I just said it. But I oh, would know. My God. <laughs> Now she's gonna be like, "What? A, how rude!" No, it's that's funny. And, hey, and now at least you can uh, tell her you talked about her on podcast. Maybe she'll listen. Um, Once she'll message li- me, like, "Oh, just following me now since 2019." <laughs> I, I live for that. Uh, and tell her if she ever wants to come on the podcast, she's more than welcome to. I adore her. She loves to talk. Um, so yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. Um, I love this look. One of my favorites. It is an all star. Yeah, I was just, she just cares about others too much. I think she should have been more, a little bit more selfish and her time on the show would have been a lot more better. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, once they put her on a verse the world season, oh my God, she's going to be cutthroat. It is going to be excellent. I can't wait. Yes, um, I, I hope so. The audience, 100% all-star. They loved it. I loved it. And finally, we have Miss Minty Fresh. Uh, no designers listed. I say, wake up, Minty. Um, this look is fashion. Color story, not my favorite. It's a little dark. The brown gray was something. Would have loved to see something a little bit more celebratory for the end. Um, that being said, she might have actually just stepped off her runway and onto the show because this is runway ready. Um, she is sparkling. She, the hair is spiked for the gods. Um, she knows how to do fashion. She does. Um, I... I was a little confused. What was the reference when she turned to the side? Did you get that? I didn't. I didn't know what the I reference didn't either. Was. I was like, what is this? I was trying to figure out, is this like an animal? Is this like, I was trying to figure that out. I kept watching it over and over just to see. 
Yeah, because like on the bottom, it kind of looks like a zebra print, um, but yeah. the colors don't read zebra print. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what yeah. the story was. But um, she's no fashion. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wish she would tag her designers in her looks. She never does that. Uh, or post her looks that much. But I, I'm really curious to know how she enjoyed her experience. Because she seems like someone who might not have had the best of times. Yeah, I think she, yeah. Well, Filipinos tend to do that. They overthink. I know that yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you meet Minty? Um, through the same Filipino group when she came to nice. visit. And her and Diva did a makeup. And Diva Soria. Yeah, makeup and... um, who got a little shout out on the show this yeah. season. Yeah, I'm so surprised that they like left that, which, you know, at the moment, but. Yeah, I, so like I didn't know that was going to happen and I tried to get Diva on the podcast for like weeks and then all of a sudden I was like, can you please come on the one where you reference?" And she's like, I'm too busy. And she is, it's I'm it trying was... to like get a photo shoot with her. I'm like, I don't want you to do any makeup. I just want you to take my photo. <laughs> right? No, she's so fucking talented. God damn it. Um, Hey, maybe season two. We'll see. I would not be surprised if she she should. I we told her she should have auditioned for Drag Race Philippines because she's very fluent in the language too. Like I, I, honestly, if if she wants to do it, I think they'll put her on. Yeah, she could win. She has, yeah. Minty, I will give this a toot. I like it. I, I I love it too. I think there's. I think all of her looks she's liked, even the one where she didn't like her makeover. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that one. That she, I assume she didn't like it because she didn't post it either. Yeah. She's very interesting on social media. Her and Silhouette, her, their social medias are the ones that confuse me the most. Yeah. Um, audience, 67% all-star, 33% all-nah. So we have it. Now we're going to get a performance from the transformation queen herself, Mama Pow. She'll be performing Point of No Return as made famous by Zaza Padilla. For those who need a refresher, that is who Venus Deluxe did for the Opium Musical. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've heard this song before, or it's because I've, once I heard it, I was like, I'm literally obsessed with it. Oh my God, it is the best power ballad. No, yeah. A Filipino like singers are known for like their ballads and then getting a dance mix out of it. <laughs> Oh my God, this song was so much fun. Have you ever performed it? I've never performed it. I always want to perform so many like Filipino artists, but I'm always afraid that the audience will not get it. That's fair. I feel like this song is very, um, I guess, Western. In a, it has the, all the flavors yeah. that we look for in an 80s power ballad. Yeah. Um, maybe next time I see you, if you do a drag roulette, I'll request it. <laughs> okay. There it is. Um. <laughs> Is Paolo the best lip sync artist? Maybe not, but neither is RuPaul. I would say when RuPaul does her little bit on the finale, it looks very much like that. But what RuPaul does not do is RuPaul don't do a reveal. Uh, that standing dress reveal. I saw it coming a mile away, but I was still gagged. It's like, that yeah. was cool. That was cool. And I then you're like, okay, like, I yeah, go ahead. No, I was like, yeah, because he's clearly not close to the dress. So you know there's something there. Yeah. Uh, it was just, I like, I mean, I've seen things like that before, but not like that. So it was really cool to see. And I, even the mirrored Leo that she wore underneath, it was still a cute look, very um, of the time. Yeah. Agree. Was this here to fill time in the episode? Absolutely. It's because we had the majority of the finale questions answered last week. So this was, this was like, like a fun way to have a finale like we have in the U.S., but not as a live finale. So it fit the yeah. bill that way. Um, 
the lighting designers forgot to light Mama Pal's face a few times, um, but this is season <laughs> one. We need a season one sound light filter. I noticed that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> there was a shot. She's on stage right, and I was like, "You, she's in black. Put the fucking light on her or give us a different yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Eliminated Queens come back to dance and party, and Venus is doing it on one fucking foot in the back. Slay. It's just still smiling. She was still smiling. That's a true professional. That's how you do it. Um, also, did you notice as the queens were doing that little circle off stage around Mama Pal, one of the dancers hit Minty and she had a limbo under his arm. No. Not yeah, go back and watch it. It's really funny. He like does an arm thing and she like gets hit and she has to like go underneath of him. It's very, very funny. Um, and the way they lifted her at the end, very camp. Very camp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she may not be the lightest of women. She might not be the what? The, the lightest of women. No, no. Because <laughs> um, she, she's, she seems very tall. How, do we? Do you know how tall she is? I don't know how tall she is, but yeah, you're right. She's not. She's not like thinly built. Um, I, I made a joke earlier on the podcast this season. Um, there was a photo when Manila was uh, in the Philippines and took a picture with some of the cast. Um, and I was like, uh, confirmed the cat, all the entire cast is under five, six because Manila was like towering over all of them. I think it was Eva. Yeah. I think it was Eva, Marina and Prince all were like under her shoulder. Um, I was like, Oh my God, they're so tiny. This was Manila, like crouch. I'm at her like shoulder. Oh my God. That's insane. And you, you just worked with her. I just worked with her. Yeah. She was a good time. Yeah, I, I adore her. Um, Drag Den, are we getting it? Are we going to see it? Are we going to ever find it? Is it going to be on TV? <laughs> I know. Poor Manila. She's so good. All right. After nine weeks, one queen will snatch the crown and reign as the very first Pinoy drag superstar. Who will it be? Well, we'll get there soon. But first, Mama Pow has a new look um, because she's like, this is an award show. I'm giving you all the looks. Uh, white and teal. Very cute. Love this look. Oh, her look. Whoever her makeup, I don't know if she does her own makeup too, but there's certain things sometimes that I'm like, just make that eyeliner go higher so your face looks natural. Yeah. I don't know who does her makeup because obviously she's known as a transformation queen. So she more so does um, celebrity impersonations through her face. Drag's a little different. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, some, some of her looks though, some of the eye makeup that we've gotten this season, I was like, fascinating not sure i love it but i'm fascinated by it yeah yeah that's what emotions i get when i see it (laughs) all right on our judging panel tonight we have Khaled karen who says the winner has to be persistent unparalleled knowledgeable and exemplary in short p-u-k-e which translates to cunt um very cute very funny we got jaylee caliente who made it finally to the finale good for her (laughs) finally (laughs) at least she can make fun of herself I love Jiggly. Oh. She's so good. She, it, I think this was the moment where we all realized that Jiggly Caliente is really a super duper star. Um, she was a really good host and judge. Yes, and she, was. she was. Uh, we have Rajo Laurel and John Santos, which means BJ Pasquale, the other rotating judge, is not a part of the family. Shady, where is he? No, he's just there to take pictures. <laughs> Rude. Um, do you have any Rajo Laurel looks? I do not. I do not. But I do love his, message um, him. 
his um, creative like out pieces. What would you do if he called you trash? Someone like that, um, I, I mean, that's kind of offensive. Yeah. But if it is a design challenge, like I made this, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, it's not something I brought from home. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Guess what? We're doing more looks because it, oh, so insane! It was very, very, very intense. Um, we are going to do our first runway. Um, category is your fabulous campiest drag, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play camp or tramp. Um, if you were to do this category, put you on the spot, what would you do? Um, growing up in the Philippines, I've always liked the tricycles. So mm-hmm. they kind of like did that for their promo, but I would have thought of going to that route, like making myself a little like tricycle or the jeepney that they ride nice. on. Nice. That's cool. All right. Let's begin with Precious Paul and Nicole. No designers listed. A dear friend of the podcast, Scout Sonner, is fuming. Her dream of going with a tent gown on Drag Race First is gone forever. I love that she literally went to the world of camp and did this. Is this the most polished look? No. Do I wish it was executed better? Of course. But the concept alone is simply camp. She's giving you full Girl Scout. Love the fascinator. Love the shoulder. This was really silly and a smart way to start the finale for her. Agree. Total camp for me. Yes, it's not the best well-made stuff, but the concept is there. Like, not everything on drag queens need to be, like, you know, fully constructed well sometimes. I think people forget that because of mainstream um shows but when the concept is there you can't deny it you really can't you're like you can't help but just clap and appreciate it and i i don't know personally i've never gone camping but i am sure it is hard to pinch a, pitch a tent in general um uh, but this was probably sitting in a suitcase being like okay i'm in the finale i have to put this together i'm too stressed to do it and i was like here um yeah. but this was really really cool um so this is the pattern of the girl scouts in the philippines is that what i'm understanding yeah. cool yeah um, I, I I think this was really amazing. I'm going to give it I to got you. that reference right away as soon as she like walked out. I was like, oh, Girl Scout. And then that was a tent. Love it. It's a camp for me. It's total camp, yeah. It's not well the made, audience. but listen, it's camp. <laughs> there it is. Audience, 72% camp, 28% vamp. Next up is Eva Queen. She is inspired by the national treasure snack known as the Luping Tongue, which is a bean sprout spring roll. Have you ever had one? Yes, you need to have lumpia anytime you go to a Filipino restaurant. I just had one last week. <laughs> oh my God, I'm here for it. Um, this look is very silly, very campy. The print of the dress does make the eleganza feel a bit flat. I would think if she stoned it a bit, it would have elevated the dress. That being said, the headpiece is brilliant. That's where the stones and the prompts uh, are. Um, it's styled well. The elements are there. Could she have pushed it a bit beyond what she showed us? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did it make you hungry? No, it did not. I just wanted, like I said, I wanted more from the print. Mm-hmm. Um, she looked good. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a soft camp for me. Like, it's like, I'm going camping with my friends, but I got a hotel room nearby. Like, it's a soft <laughs> camp. Yep, that's, that, that's it. Um, I'll also get a very soft camp. The audience, not as forgiven. They are 37% camp, 63% vamp. Next up is Silhouette. No designers listed. Um, I mean, Cher is camp and having Cher hair on your head and dress was camp. Uh, I was thrown off a bit because it did give me an aura of, ill. she's wearing hair on her body, but the colors are synonymous to the Cher show color palette. 
it's very innovative. And now I want an entire night of a thousand shares runway. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was such an interesting, you know, approach to do camp. And it's not what you expect out of her. No. I was expecting something dark in camp, but it was kind of light and referential. Hey, Cher is the dark lady. Um, <laughs> I, I would have loved a necklace, but I guess, no, I, no, yes, I want a necklace. Put a necklace on. Like, have something dangling that goes right, like, in between the Cher faces. But she, so doesn't, that, she doesn't accessorize or stone. No, anything. she doesn't. She never wears sparkle. No. But as we know, the judges are like, you don't need to wear sparkle to look elegant and expensive. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Nicole Anoscopy is like, I need sparkles everywhere. <laughs> I used to think that. Um, now I sparkle certain things. <laughs> All right. I'm definitely giving this a camp. This was great. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was different. She kept the pose to make sure you see the hair, you know? Mm-hmm. The audience. So I'll, say, I'll say camp. Audience agrees. 89% camp, 11% vamp. All right. And last in this category, we have Marina Summers. No designers listed. The elements are very simple, but I think it's styled well. Uh, she is going with the can in dress form. I love to see the side of Marina, which we haven't seen yet. It's very campy, very fun. If you notice, when she turns around, the headpiece says charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Very smart. Very much in line with the franchise. The sandal purse with the sail inside, very smart. It's a safe look on any other week, so she's kind of lucky that this was part of the finale. Yeah, same. I wish her light dress would have been that camp. Oh my god, right? Um, have you played Kick the Can? Are you good at it? I did. I did growing up. I did the Chinese garter. I did all of that things that they did, but yes. <laughs> oh my god, that game was insane. I still do not understand the physics of it, and if every single one of them are able to flip the way they did, good for them. I... That's, well, that's that. how we we all need, we all learn to do cartwheels. I learned how to do cartwheels because of that game. Amazing! That's so cool. <laughs> oh my god! I wish I could do a cartwheel. No, but I, I played kick the can. It was it was it was it was really cute. It was a different approach, but I wish she made it to the level where she went with her lampshade. Absolutely, been- yeah. This definitely was probably maybe her weakest of her entire package, which um, th- th- that's hard to do. She was excellent this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a very soft camp. Same, soft camp too, because I know she can do better. The audience, 61% camp, 39% vamp. Now, before we hit the runway again, it's time to have a walk down memory lane of the highlights and lowlights of the season. We're going to see them showcase the Dragon of Photoshoot, the Champion Music Video, looks upon looks, wacky antics, dramatic confrontations, and heartwarming moments of sisterhood. What were your favorite moments of the season? My favorite moments this season was, um, ooh, just, there's so many, I can't think. All the fashion, I love seeing, um, like, the inspiration, the Filipino inspiration, and seeing, like, a girl group challenge that was in, in like, Tagalog, that was kind of Oh, oh my God. Papa Fate was absolutely the moment of the season, um, I have not stopped listening to it. Um, those poor girls are never not going to be able to do it ever again. They're going to have to do it for every single appearance, which they've done for the past couple months now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think there's been a song since UK Hun that has popped off so much. Yeah. Um, but I, I did love that. And 
even like their flower design challenge because that's mm-hmm. such a that's a real thing in the philippines is yeah people do this um, um parade and festival I loved the OPM musical. Um, I don't know why I can't stop listening to the quack, quack, quack part. Um, have you looked at all the real like um, divas? That they- I have. Um, some of them did very well. Some of them uh, did not. If you had to pick an OPM diva to do, who would you have wished they selected for you? I would have done, um, I would have done Le- um, Leia Salonga. Like I think she needs justice. <laughs> <laughs> literally justice for Leia Salonga. Um, what other moments did I enjoy? I obviously watching the infamous untucked breakdown of Silhouette. Oh my God, the unhinged. You asked me, that. I've never seen, seen a single untucked episode. And I, but there's, they kept going through that minty moment too with Brigadier. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what happened there. <laughs> so there, I'm going to also remind me to send it to you, but there is someone on YouTube who did a, like a two minute video of all the other Queens during the minty and Brigadier fight. It's so funny and so shady because you don't really notice it as they're fighting. And it's all started because Precious Paul and Nicole stirred the pot. It was, it's just so funny to see everyone around them, like just walk away, but mock them as they're fighting. Um, But Silhouette had a mental breakdown and almost quit the show. Iconic. It was so good. She's insane. Um, You know what also was fun? Seeing Patrick Starr. Um, Oh yeah. I heard you may or may not be like a one size cosmetic spokeswoman of sorts. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I, I did their um, their setting spray and commercial thing last year. And then, I don't know, they have new products coming and asked me which one I wanted to, you know, yeah. <laughs> be featured on. And I, I, because I'm a huge Disney fan, there's the Fantasia line. Oh my God, stay right there. Let me go in my dry room right now. Funny you said that because yeah, she sent me the full package. Oh my god, that's so cool! That's so cool! Oh my god, um, this is your chance to shout out Patrick and One Size. Um, what is it about this product that is so important for the cosmetic world? Um, I think it's so important because it doesn't focus on like a certain type of beauty. It like gives you that confidence that it is makeup really is a one size brand, yeah. and it's um. A Filipino, Filipino owned and founded brand. So that's like so important that someone of my, you know, one of my brother's sisters are doing the damn thing. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was so cool to have Patrick as one of the sponsors of the season and then have them there. That was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's funny because the LLC company too is called Pogi LLC. So I because I have to turn in an invoice. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Pogi in the language means like, handsome good looking you know beautiful pretty so i'm here for it all right let's move on to our last category it is indigenous extravaganza and in honor of the runway we are going to play homeland hero or runway zero starting off with precious paul and nicole No designers listed. Uh, This was a moment of pure visual intake. The colors are bright and powerful. The way she just smiled when she rounded the corner, it just brought out so much joy. That's what Precious Paul Nicole is to me, is just joy. She says it's a Nicki Minaj fantasy. Um, It's made from handcrafted broom of flower stalks and tiger grass. She says it's used by Filipinos to clean the floors, so at least she's a versatile queen now. Um, This was very exciting and made me want to learn more about the history behind this look. 
it was giving um like that Nicki Minaj video which I I got um mm-hmm. where they were like in the festival that is it ring the alarm it's something sound the alarm yeah um but yeah a lot of people where she comes from be cool there are festivals and like parade and celebration it's always colorful like that so I got that reference too yeah this was so, so was- incredible um. And I know, like, part of her storyline has been, like, she didn't have a lot of money to make the looks. This looks fucking expensive and so brilliant. Um, It It is absolutely a Homeland hero. Absolutely. That's something about, like, Filipino drag, too. They know how to to make something out of nothing. Absolutely. Audience, 95% Homeland hero, 5% Runway zero. Next we have... I know, right? Literally... Next up, Evil Queen, look by Marky Kadag, headpiece by Ornate Manila, hair by Eva. Um, she didn't really remind everyone on the show that she does her own hair. Like, please, her hair has been excellent. Go use her if she even is available to make yeah. hair anymore. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Um, it's not a bamboo. It's a bam shoot. This was so elegant, yet very subdued in nature. Love the neutral beige weaving paired with the gold elements. We're used to seeing her in blonde, but the black hair was so smart to introduce a contrast and versatility to her portfolio. And it's very traditional. This was so great to end the season with. Yeah, I, I like the tra- um, that she was like, she reminded you of like a traditional Filipino garment. And you're right, the black, like I was like something different with her face before I noticed the hair, but it was mm-hmm. the hair color that changed. And I'm like, ah, that's yeah. it is. Very, very well done. It's an absolute Homeland hero. Yeah, Homeland hero for me too. Audience, 95% Homeland hero, 5% Runway Zero. Y'all, you're killing me here. You're killing me. <laughs> Silhouette, no designers listed. I think what she wanted to showcase didn't quite come to fruition. She says she's serving gender fuck androgyny, but I needed her to push it further if that's the goal with this look. Um, she's known for that straight black hair. That's what I wish she had because the gray kind of washed her out. It's a lot of layers yeah. of fabric, but I'm just missing the story. And if you're still missing Silhouette's story from the entire season, you're not alone. I still don't know what Silhouette story is, but that's okay. What did you think of that? I'm like trying to go back to see. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. I'm just not, sh- I mean, obviously my source of reference is a, l- a lot different than what yours would be i just don't know what she was trying to serve i i I don't know either looking at looking at it again i'm like i don't know either because there's like no turn no sleeve to it there's Mm -hmm. no like traditional filipino like print or garment yeah yeah i don't know i'm i'm gonna give it a runway zero same Audience. I, like double take. I'm like, oh yeah, no. Yeah, audience, 47% Homeland Hero, 53% Runway Zero. And finally, once again, Marina Summers, look by Cayenne Pasquale, hair by Abigail Montgomery. This was stunning. Um, the payettes helped showcase the hourgla- hourglass shape she created. It's beige, it's neutral, yet has such elegance to it. Love the train, incredible. And the hair, um, this is the hair you want to be crowned in. She is a Runway yeah. Superstar on the show, and I hope we get to see more of her soon. She is. She knows. She knows runway too. Yeah. She knows her body. She knows what works. Yeah. She's just. She's just gorgeous. She gets it. Yeah. This was beautiful. It's a homeland hero for me. Homeland hero for sure. 
Audience, 84% Homeland Hero, 16% Runway Zero. All right. Yeah. That, that train was so hot. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, and she said it must be very heavy, but she also weighs like five pounds. So I can understand it very heavily. We're going to be getting a lip, to, lip sync smackdown for the crown. But first, it's time to give away a special award. It is time to learn who the winner of Miss Congeniality is. And the queens voted amongst themselves. But to crown the winner, it's the drag version of Miss Universe 2015. Priya works back. Um, listen, she looked fucking incredible. The white look was more drag than some of these queens brought this season. And that mug, she was beat in the boots. Jesus Christ. I want... I, she was. I, Hibiscus, I want you to recreate this look, please. Um, I'm afraid of white. I'll probably do it like in blue. <laughs> That's fine. I, 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 like it was just the whole silhouette and the hair elements and the shoes and the way she stood, like she, with the, her little foot, like curved. She in. had so much fucking fun. Um, now, do you remember the whole um, Miss Universe debacle of 2015? Yes, with the Columbia mm-hmm. <laughs> and then take it back with Philippines. Um, yeah. This was she. She is so much fun. I'm glad that she played along with the show. Um, love seeing her again. Yeah, the winner of Miss Congeniality is Lady Morgana. Do you agree? I thought it would have been Turing. See, that's what I thought. I thought Turing was the only other option, but the way they, the way that some of them spoke about Lady Morgana, she did deserve it. They really, really respected her, and she seemed to be that like maternal person without being maternal in the way silhouette is maternal um (laughs) silhouette's maternal vibes are very much of do better you're terrible um lady morgana's maternal ways are here let me give you a hug everything's gonna be okay yes but i thought Turing had it i was like because Turing was always there too yeah, I Take really thought, it. yeah, she because she was very soft-spoken, but I, I guess her putting a curse on uh, Corazon really maybe one vote away from winning. <laughs> <laughs> so Lady Morgana not only gets a stunning little crown, she gets a sash and wins 40,000 pesos, which is basically $677. I did the um, math on uh, Google. You looked at it? Okay. I did. Um, hey, it's worth it. Being kind is free, but when you're kind, you get rewarded. And that is a reminder to all my nightlife friends in New York City. Kindness is key. It is. It really is. I tell people that all the time. It's true. Unless they um, give you a reason not to be. Exactly. Now, whoever thought it was a good idea to hand Lady Morgana a microphone forgot that the bitch likes to talk. Um, I thought she was going to go on for like 20 minutes. Like, no. But she says she feels like a winner as Miss Congeniality and says this is a win for all the queens and all the Filipinos, proving that compassion reigns along with friendship. All right. Proving that she's congenial. <laughs> she sure is. Yeah. All right. Um, are we ready for a battle royale? Well, here are the mechanics for the Lip Sync Smackdown for the crown. Uh, Mama Pal will spin the wheel and two queens will be determined to battle it out in Lip Sync number one. The remaining two queens will battle it out in Lip Sync number two. The winners of both Lip Syncs will fight for the crown in one last Lip Sync. Did you like this format to be the way we ended the first season of Drag Race Philippines? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind. Like, just choose two. Yeah, because I feel like no matter what, I feel think the final two who would have lip-synced in a different format was the final two anyway 
I um, I guess we're just used to like in early season the show. Oh my god, everyone's going to do one final challenge. The music video is the last thing. They they move that over, but I feel like lip syncing is a big part of what drag is, especially in the drag race universe. Um, so I thought this was fitting. And let's be honest, I think Drag Race Philippines as a full cast might have the best lip syncers of all the franchises. I agree. They were they did, uh, they were amazing. But uh, very, no, very I, I like there are some a lot of people today tell me like, well, not all drag queens have to lip sync, but I'm like, I think you have to know how to lip sync if you get a booking. Absolutely. You're not gonna stand there unless you're Bianca Del Rio who could tell jokes for an hour. You know, literally, literally. I I think at this point in time, the way that drag has gone mainstream, you got to learn how to do a little bit of everything. You do. That's how you stay in the game too. Absolutely. So the queens are going to return, and I was like, come on. In the past, we know there's a reveal or two hiding in those looks. Um, no surprises. I was like, come on, girls. Do better. We don't need the reveals. But first up in our first battle is going to be Precious Paul and Nicole versus Evil Queen, which means lip sync will be, lip sync number two is a mother-daughter dance-off between Marina and Silhouette. I think they wanted that to happen. Oh, fully. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Now, the pink crew comes out with boxes for the lip sync songs. Will it be the pink sparkly box or the pink furry box? Of course, they're going to pick box number two. And the song is RuPaul's Sissy That Walk. Um, I am sure you've had a lip sync to that song before. Yeah, I it's have. So, it's <laughs> such a weird song. Um, Precious Paul Nicole is wearing a ruffle coat with a pillow top. Um, so at least she was comfortable if she had to lay down. Eva Queen has a ruffle coat, and then it's really just going to be a battle of who disrobes when and what's underneath. Um, once the song got started, they just kind of stood there and felt the music and used their mouth holes to do all the work. And I said, that's a strong lip syncer. Yeah. You don't, you you don't need to be, yeah, you focus on your face. You don't need to be doing all the tricks quite yet. Um, the fan machine was on full blast as Eva disrobes to a little black slip underneath but then fucking precious paul nicole is like i'm not ready for a costume reveal quite yet but the lyrics say fly 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 so here's a mechanical bird (laughs) what a move (laughs) she's smart so smart i did not expect it um, I'm glad it was mechanical and not a real bird. I don't even want to know what a real bird in a studio would look like. Um, but it was so funny. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, she's Filipino. She probably went outside and chased the one that she could. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned earlier about how the show, um, you wish that it showcased camp a little more. And I think that like she's a comedy queen too. And she was able to utilize just, just a little bit of comedy to edge out yeah. Eva in this lip sync. Um, then she takes off the coat to a matching uh, black and white clown uh, Peretta moment I was like oh I love Miss Peretta Um, (laughs) but I think Eva held her own uh, but this was Precious' stage and she just has the stage presence that just brings excitement out of me she's a real strong performer you can't tell that she's thinking about her next move versus Eva you can tell that was the difference for me absolutely Um, even humping the floor Eva didn't have the moves that Precious brought um, and by moves, she gave us that signature dance routine. I don't know what it is, but she does it every single time. That little pump, pump, and then dip. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I, everyone knows her for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, she, and she's like, I'm going to introduce it every time I do it. 
Um, but after the song finishes, they hug it out because sisterhood is real. We it don't is. see that sometimes. It is. This yeah. is like the biggest moment to get to the finale lip sync and they hug it out. And that, that was beautiful to me. I like this sisterhood in drag race. It doesn't always have to be about drama. Yeah. Yeah. The winner is precious Paul Nicole. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. She, her timing for everything was right. And like, she looked like, I, I love it when you're not, you can't see a queen not thinking about what they're going to do next. Yeah. Because being on Drag Race with all these lip things, you can kind of tell when a queen is trying to plan something because, mm-hmm. you know, the camera's on them. But Absolutely. In her final speech, Eva not only thanks the queens and judges, but thanks everyone behind the scenes. And that is what we call a professional queen. That is how you do it. The show is bigger than just the on-screen personalities, and I adore Eva, and this is important to do. So I'm very, very, very glad that she took that moment to thank um, the yeah. entire crew. Um, because we forget sometimes that um, it's like 100-plus yeah. people to make a single episode of Drag Race. It's not just the people you see on, on the screen. Yeah, it's correct. I, I, I love that, too. I was just like, oh, you know, especially yeah. during a time like in the pandemic when they're filming this, I bet you they felt appreciated and yeah. felt seen for that moment. Absolutely. She also advocates for the best to be the first Drag Race Philippines winner and says that the future of Filipino drag is bright and that is the ultimate win for her. So very well spoken. Very, very eloquent. Um, Big fan of you, Lequeen. I would not be surprised if I see her somewhere in the future in the franchise. I I agree. All right, next up, it's the battle that's been brewing all season long, Marina versus Silhouette. (laughs) Now, um... The whole Nectar nightclub drama, um, were you aware of any of that prior to the season starting? No. I know about the club and how like it's intense there, but that's about it. it is there a New York um, equivalent of Nectar in Obar? I don't think so because we have so many more places that we're able to yeah. perform versus just two major. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there are bars that people want to work at, you know, like yeah. I can honestly say a lot of people want to work at the pieces playhouse hardware mm-hmm. bars, Absolutely. like, you know, that family. So and I, the, I think, Barracuda. yeah, I think the one thing that's also different from not only the Philippines, but probably most of America is that we don't necessarily have drag artists as the showrunner of the venues. Um, which is very different to clearly what happens in Nectar Nightclub, where um, Silhouette is in charge of everything and you have to be nice. Otherwise, she will smite you. Um, yeah. But yeah, very different dynamics. They Do you may think have that's beneficial, though? To have, like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's, the, that's actually one thing that as I interview queens and kings and things from around the country, that I'm trying to discover because obviously growing up in the New York nightlife, um, we see it the way we see it, where it's the venues hiring the people. And sometimes there's one person who's like the point person to say, you hire this person, but it's not that kind of way with the showrunners. And it, I, I think it is beneficial, but I really do think that at least in New York, I have university my opinion, is better. I, will, I would say it off the record. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's absolutely fair. Um, 
So they may have kissed and made up, but who will be representing the family in the final lip sync? The song is RuPaul's Call Me Mother. It's hilarious that Silhouette <laughs> is like, that song was probably written about me. I am mother. Um, once again, we have Marina in a giant loofah dress. Silhouette is wearing a very stunning black and purple and gold dress. Um, I love that look so much. It was, oh, I want to wear it. Yeah, ask her for it. I'm sure she'll let you borrow it. <laughs> the song starts, and guess who's back in the house? This was the Marina show, and Silhouette just tried to keep up. Um, the way that Marina just dropped the loofah to reveal that little tiny dancer showgirl number, brilliant. Perfectly the timed. Perfect, yeah, perfectly timed in the song, too. Body like, wow. It's <laughs> so smart. And this is what I say to all drag artists who do lip syncs. Listen to the lyrics, plan out your stunts and tricks and make sure it fits in the lyrics. Silhouette looked very awkward trying to move in this dress while keeping up the energy that her daughter was bringing because Marina was just at a 50. Yeah. So high. Um, now it is a well-known trick for this song to point to your mouth during the difficult parts of the lyrics. Silhouette said, well, how about I do it during the nonsensical words? Bad move. She should have done it at the beginning. That's when everyone does it. That's the whole joke about it. Yeah, that's that we don't care because those lyrics aren't words. <laughs> it, it, that would literally be just like if you're lip syncing to um uh Bibi Zaharbonet. Like, no, those aren't words. <laughs> Silly girl. Now, when Silhouette took the top part of her look off it was the right time the music or the wrong execution because it was that softer moment in the song for a very powerful pull off if that makes sense yeah this is, this is uh, i think marina did that part of the song very well yeah and and again goes back to how you plan your execution of a, of a of a reveal it does go into how you execute the reveal absolutely um, Marina on the ground with the fan blowing in her hair. What a moment. She knows how to do this. She did, yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it was giving me hibiscus vibes. <laughs> I do I'm sure, <laughs> I am sure you've gotten compared to Marina all season long because I have done I, it. I have absolutely been. No, I, I have, though, like just the way your, your style choices. So I'm like, yeah, I would wear everything she wore. Literally, um, you two are she's so. She's st- you both are stunning, and you both have. I've, I've watched videos of her on YouTube. I'm like, I see myself performing every song that I've seen her perform on YouTube. Literally, and and just the way you both dance, it's so powerful and impactful. And um, I beg that one day I get to see the two of you on stage together. Like that is my dream. Well, I think uh, being part of that is like being smaller, so you want to dance and project. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's um, cool. Do you think Silhouette didn't do as well because she has that disadvantage of not being able to perform every week? I don't know if it's because she can't perform every week. I just think she's a different kind of performer than Marina. And Marina just had what was right for that song. If they sure. had Sissy That Walk, it could have been a very different yeah. story. Because um, I was thinking like someone like Sasha Valor who performs differently, I bet you could still play Call Me Mother. I agree. I think that's the difference like with thinking. Silhouette is I don't think Silhouette has um, for herself. I'll say for herself, she doesn't have a big production brain. I guarantee you for like Nectar, she has a brilliant production brain. 
Yeah. But for herself as a performer, I don't think she has that because she's used to doing it for other people. Fair. That's, and that's, that's kind of like, I, I, that's the kind of way I am where I'm better off giving other people ideas because I'm bad at executing ideas for myself. I love sharing ideas, which is why I Please, love not being a queen. Literally, I mean, that's why I love that I'm not a drag artist because I don't think I could execute the things that come out of my brain. So I love being able to give ideas to other people and, and share my ideas. So I'll think of some good ones for you. Um, yeah, where, where, I'll where take can, it. Where can we drop you out of a ceiling? Um, <laughs> Gary Jubilee, can we drop hibiscus from the ceiling? <laughs> All right. Um, for me, though, the most beautiful moment of this entire lip sync was when they took the center of that runway and were hand in hand. Yeah, um, that moment. That's the beauty of drag, and that's the beauty of the growth of their bond, um, that they didn't let a silly TV show break them apart. Yeah, that, that moment got me, too. I was like, they're just walking down, but it's so impactful. I mean, I, I feel like if you were ever on the show, I don't know, with like Anita or Katrina... And you had to lip sync against each other because you know the producers would make you do that. Um, you probably would have a moment together. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you would push them off to the side and say, "It's my show." I'm like, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> um, the winner is Marina Summers. Do you agree? Absolutely. I think that was a given from the first half of the song. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for the first time in silhouette history, she has no words other than these two. Thank you. Um, she also thanks the production, the judges, and the queens for the platform. And I may not have been the biggest Silhouette fan because I think she's an out-of-control person in the, the sense of unhinged reality TV. But I really respect how she ended her run, and I wish her nothing but the best. And I hope maybe this will prompt her to want to perform a little more often. I... Wasn't a big fan either, but I know of I've heard of that name before I before the show started. So like I knew who she I knew her name existed. I knew that she existed. But. I also would like to thank Silhouette for finally allowing me to learn how to spell the word silhouette. I know hers is not <laughs> the right way to do it, but it's now made me allowed to know how to spell the proper way. So thank you, Silhouette, for that. Um, because the <laughs> amount of times I've had to do autocorrect when I'm doing my notes for this show, when I use the word silhouette, couldn't do it until this show. So thank you, silhouette, for that. <laughs> this uh, is it, friends. The lip sync for the crown. But first, another look by Mama Pow is a floral fantasy. I live. I live for it. It was. It's a, um, no, I, I liked it. Um, yeah. it was, yeah. Some of the leaves look really <laughs> artificial. And yeah. that's where it bugged me. Yeah, um, it was probably leftovers from the design challenge. <laughs> I think so, because I was like, I, let me go back to see if these leaves were, the, were there, but I did it. Precious Paul and Nicole, Marina Summers arrive, and you, once again, you know there's some sort of reveal ready for them. We're going to have the magical teleportion effect as one second Mama Pow is on stage, and then bam, she's at her seat. Magic. Magic of television. <laughs> Why couldn't she just say all that from her seat? She don't need to be standing on that stage. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think unless it's in her contract. I think so too. I think it's in the contract. She's like, I had this made. Get put me on stage. Put me on stage. The song is "Serena" by Glock Nine. Um, Loki obsessed with this track. I've never heard it before, but oh my god, it's good. I've never heard it either, but I, I, it's the bop. Were you familiar with some of the lip sync tracks throughout the season? Yes. 
yes, I was. I was like, okay. Um, yeah. And then their last look, I'm looking at it on your screen. I'm like, I loved it because it was like an homage to the Filipino flag. I don't know if that was intentional. It had to be because it, it was so well done, so smart. Um, and again, that's what I think I love about all these international franchises is that these contestants love where they're from. Here in the they U.S., are, we're like, do. do not make me wear stars and stripes. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Except for the design challenge where they were forced to wear stars and stripes. Um, yeah, that was bad. But yeah, I, I just love that it was, uh, there's so much pride to being Filipino here. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go through this lip sync. Um, I think they both did extraordinary performances. This was going to be hard. Um, Marina has star power. She is a remarkable lip syncer and she loves that fan. She knows how to work that fan. Um, now we're going to see Precious Paul Nicole holding fabric in this like pre-moment just to be throwing it into the wind, but the editors didn't show it in full. So it kind of got lost in translation, her little reveal with the fabric. Um, I'm sure it looks grander on screen. So for me, I was like, okay, maybe she's not going to win. That's fine. That's I'm, I'm, I'm come to terms with it. Um, we had a lot of screen time for Marina, but when Precious disrobed, I kind of loved her look and she actually came to life. Um, though if you go back to when she's in front of the fan, there's almost a hair metal function where the wig flew off. You can see yeah, the black peeking through it. Yeah, I, I saw the black already. I know you... I don't think I've ever seen you do a hair trick before, but what what are the secrets? How do you do a good hair reveal? Um, you want to put whatever hair is under and you want to wig cap that too. Mm -hmm. So that's how you can secure it. I noticed not a lot of queens do the wig cap, but I've worked with no. um, a reveal queen herself who do a lot of these holly box springs <laughs> and yep. I help her get into some of them. So I've, I've learned just by helping her get into like a hair. Nice. Reveal. I mean, if anyone's going to teach you how to do a reveal, that's, that's the bitch to do it. Yeah. And my, right. my drag mom too does that where you should like secure what's underneath with the wig cap and like, have that one bobby pin that you need to take out from mm -hmm. the top layer to just yeah. get everything out. I'm here for it. Marina, um, I think, had full intensity throughout the song. Precious just added a tinge of humor that I think gave her a little bit more of an extra level to her performance. Yeah. But I feel like that's what she does all the time, where she's going to give you like the performance, but she's going to give it a little bit of a twist. Um, yeah. I, I've talked about it many, many times. And I said, after watching this video, I was like, that's why she wins. Um, there is a video of Precious Paul and Nicole at a drag brunch in the Philippines where she's dressed as Julie Andrews in sound music doing do re meme. And <laughs> the way that this video is cut, because it's clearly from different um, cameras, but she then brings out a bunch of people from the brunch out into the parking lot and they start dancing around to do re me and the music's inside but she is perfectly in tune in time it is so funny and you also have uh brigading and venus there dancing along with her it's such a funny performance and that's what i think i love about precious is she will give you the lip sync but she's gonna give you humor yeah she, she's gonna she's gonna bring that joy and that yeah mm -hmm. uh, i forgot yeah her and isn't it them three who have like a group they do the divine divas I'll go see them on tour. I'm here for it. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, this was just going to be a performance of which kind of drag you prefer, which is your taste. 
Um, Precious did give us a wig reveal and then her look is very complete. She knows how to work the crowd. And I think having the eliminated queens on the side worked to her advantage because she played to them. They were hooting and hollering. And, and as you know, if, if a crowd is on your side, um, they're going to love you. Yeah. Um, Marina and the silk moment, very cute, but Precious is like, hold my drink. Not only am I going to do a silk reveal, it's magic. Here's a rainbow. <laughs> that was that was really good. <laughs> um, I mean, the rainbow looks cheap as hell, but it was still a cool effect. That's all they um, had. <laughs> <laughs> this was a tough battle. I think they both did a great job, and I'm going to say it easily one of the best lip sync of 2022. Agree, agree, agree. I'm, I wonder. I don't know if you know. Did they like film both of them winning, or? I believe they did. I'm fairly certain they did. I think that's now the, the go-to on Drag Race where the fans just are able to get every inch of spoiler out of you. So they're like, no, 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 not in our house. We're going to let this one be the secret. I just wonder, because I'm like, sometimes their reaction when they're actually announced like a winner seems really genuine. So it's like, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they like, okay, we're going to do this person first because that's going to be our winner. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. We're going to watch a very long hug from Marina and Precious as the wind machine is just blowing all the fabric onto their body, right onto their face. So in addition to the title of Philippines Drag Superstar, the winner will receive a one-year supply of one-size beauty cosmetics and a cash price of one million pesos. The time has come to crown a queen. The winner of the Drag Race Philippines will be announced by Ru- Ru- RuPaul. No, psych, <laughs> not really. Dumb gag. Um, the phone rings. Michelle Visage ruins it all. And... Rue doing that like early, late, late 90s Budweiser was a bit so dated. Does she yeah. know where she is anymore? No. I worry that RuPaul's references are still actually stuck in the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, I was like, I got it, but I don't think- I got like it, but when... when like queens do references to pop culture today, I think this is why Rue doesn't get it because she's literally stuck in the 90s. She might be frozen. Still, I don't know. Someone, someone, someone defrost her, please. Um, <laughs> but now, for real, the winner of Drag Race Philippines is Precious Paula Nicole. Hibiscus, do you agree? I, I, I agree. I think it could have gone either way. Um, but as the first winner of Drag Race Philippines, I think Precious Paula um, Nicole is the smart representation of for the first season it's like um yeah it's i think that that was really smart because marina comes back like if she was in season two or three yeah she could have been crystal versace and could have won it i am very excited and proud of precious paul nicole she was my winner pick preseason um because she just had the full package she's versatile queen she's funny she's beautiful she can give you a look and she's a great performer and a great host as a representation of the franchise, brilliant choice. That I mean, being early said, in the season, yeah. they like said that she would choose the top, you know, queen to be. Yeah. Um, again, that being said, I, I, I think Marina is breathtaking. She's a brilliant drag artist. She played drag race well. The things she didn't think she could do, she did well. Um, and she became a bit of a front runner and a, and a super fan favorite. Um, so it, it is kind of heartbreaking to be like, oh no. Um, I never ever want to see a double crowning ever again, but this would be one I would be okay with. Like, this is fine. 
Um, <laughs> but Marina's not done. Marina has a huge no. clear to to go through. Um, I know there are memes out there joking that um, one, there's going to be a um, drag race versus the Georgias's, where it's Marina, Georgias, and Miss uh, Fierce Delicious competing against the world um, because the three of them <laughs> this year are like the same kind of drag queen. But that's what we live for. Marina is just brilliant. Um, I think Precious became an underdog, and I think that's what the story wanted. They wanted the underdog, yeah. the one who has the family background where there's a little bit of tragedy inside there's a um it takes eight hours for her brother to come visit and be on the show um that relates to audiences and i think she's a very special person and she is the kind of person who might unite families absolutely no but she's also um like i you hardly see it where the nice nice girl of the season actually wins so this was mm-hmm. kind of nice to see that nice people do get rewarded at the end. Yeah. Um, so a statistic that is rather unfortunate, but Precious is our first Asian winner in a very, 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 very long time. What will it take to have another worthy Asian winner that's not on an all-Asian-based season? Um, well, in the, in the U.S., maybe at least cast more than one. Yeah. which they did for season 11. I get it. It didn't go as well. But like, what, what was it? What was last season? They had zero Asian queen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a very unfortunate statistic because um, there are a lot of brilliant Asian drag artists out there. Um, you included. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what the show is doing. Um, I mean, even on UK4 this season, we have one. Yeah. And that's it. And LaFille is in a cast of superstars. It's a hard battle for LaFille to probably win. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what it is. I was like, well, even in New York, like it's so big and so many drag queens. I'm so glad that there are more Asian queens that have emerged since you know, Absolutely. We're back from the pandemic. But I've gotten asked where, like, do you have any other recommendation like of an Asian queen that does what you do? And I'm like, I couldn't think of any one that, you know, there's a lot of beautiful, mm-hmm. um, campy, fierce Asian queens, but when it comes to like high energy dancing, the only other person I could think of that's Asian like presenting is Pattaya. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, I don't know how, Hibiscus, maybe you need to make more uh, drag babies, um, get more dancing uh, Asian <laughs> drag babies. I don't know what it's going to take, but I think it's definitely a statistic that is out there. Um, and no matter what, seeing Precious in the group of currently eight winners, because we're going to have three more, um, it's really beautiful to see the Ooh. diversity in that. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. So each finale recap, I will share what my burning question was that I had for the Crown Queen um, from the preview podcast. And this is what I had to say about Precious Paul and Nicole. She's got the clout, but will that mean it will be a tougher road to the crown? And the answer is no. I sensed she was going to win when she did Regine Velasquez in OPM Root School because she was literally the center focus. And then she was crowned in the fake pageant. She was front and center for two huge challenges. She was the face of the franchise in a sense. It was hers to lose. Well, with her... It was oh, hers yeah, to lose. To it was... Yeah. yeah. It was... She... She really, uh, she played such a smart game. She, 
she just let it all out there. You know what I mean? And she was her. She didn't have to put on yeah. a facade. She let the audience know, this is who I am. This is who you're going to see on stage um, uh, when I tour the world. It was beautiful. Not saying it that was. Marina didn't do that, um, but there was just something easy about the way Precious was on screen. She was very, very comfortable. Agree. Where would you place Precious Paul and Nicole amongst the winners of Drag Race? Is she high, middle, or low tier? I, put, I, I think she's... Um pretty uh, high up there for me because she's shown her range. Yeah. She can do it all. Like, you know, there, there are some queens who just excel at looks. There are some queens who just excel at performing. But like seeing what Precious did this whole season, she can make you laugh. She can serve a look and she can perform. Like, Absolutely. So I put her like, I put her in my, one, one of the top. I think she would be brilliant for a all winter season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. I think that would be so exciting to see her with some of the American queens, some of the international queens, and see how she interacts and, and brings her pride of Philippines to the drag race stage. I agree. And these two, Marina and um, Princess, they were my top two for a snatch game this season. They were. Yeah, I thought they both did great. Um, uh, let's say Rue calls some of the cast and says come back for an all-stars style season whether it is philippines all-stars or all-stars versus the world whatever it is who are the first three people getting a phone call from this i would say marina venus and probably brigadine those are my three that's literally who i was going to pick um (laughs) i think those are the first three who deserve a phone call simply because they're just great television and they are in, his, in a way, the most internationally versed queens where I think they can transcend any franchise and still work. Yeah. Um, I think for an All-Stars Philippines season, uh, Lady Morgana is definitely getting a phone call. Um, because you and I think Eva Queen would get it. Absolutely. Um, I, I could see Eva being like the fourth call if one of, the, of those first three like declines. Um, yeah. But I, again, I could see Minty as well. This is a good cast. This is a good cast. Great cast. Now, we all know officially, as of yesterday, Drag Race Philippines 2 has been renewed. It will happen. What do you want to see for a second season? I don't want to see Jell or (laughs) Tigadang. Thank you. Because that's not fair that someone would just get handed that. Um, But I I want to see more of the campiness it was so good like you know because coming from a country where you're you don't have the same sources as say the americas you know you kind of just have to make it work and i think that's what makes drag here so different and so real is you get you it's like very diy but fabulous still yeah i i would love to just continue the showcasing the culture and letting us know why filipino drag is so special um, I am sure that they have a very deep bench of drag artists at uh, Nectar and O that they can pull from. But having someone like Lady Morgana um, and even Gigi Era being an international queen coming back for it, I, I would love to see more of that as well. I would love to see what else uh, is out there besides the drag in Manila. Yeah, no, like I, someone like Diva Soria, I feel like could audition and get it. I agree. Um, 
I'm sure there, but I was, I was going to say, I'm sure there's a biasy because the judges know the contestants, but that's just how the drag scene in the Philippines works. They, they all knew each other going in. The contestants knew each other going in. Um, yep. So it, it's going to be a thing. So even if Diva's on, uh, Jiggly's still got a reader to fill I'm sure. <laughs> would you audition for Drag Race Philippines or would you stick to U.S. for now? I think I would stick to U.S. just because, um, yes, I understood what they were saying mm-hmm. watching the show without like the subtitles, but I don't speak the language as fluent and as well as I used to. That's fair. So I know that could be uh, a barrier. That's fair. That is definitely fair. I mean, I know that some of these franchises are like, no, it has to be in our, uh, our, our native tongue, uh, Drag Race uh, Holland, uh, which is why Skyla Vasai will probably never be on the show if they ever come back because she doesn't <laughs> speak dutch there's um, like all these latin american ones coming out too soon there right? are i mean we have uh, 2023 if, if you thought there was a lot of drag race in 2022 2023 is going to triple that uh because we have um mexico. brazil coming we have mexico germany has been announced um we have sweden coming up um those are the brand new ones that we have not seen yet um maybe thailand we still don't know if that's happening um yeah Pangina, please make it happen. We, I need to see you on screen again. Um, she's having fun touring. <laughs> she's, ha- she's having fun touring. She must be exhausted, but she's like, I don't care. My bank account, my bank account is rolling. <laughs> she is, must be making dough. The amount of. But tours. I heard she's one of the, like the nicest people. Like that. She day. is. She was. She was very kind. And when I got to interview her at DragCon, thank you, Sky Casper. I owe it to you. Thank you. Um, she was just so so sweet because we did it at the end of I think okay. day one. Um, where like literally as the lights were coming down, I was like, please. And Sky's like, just go in there. And, and she was very, very, very sweet. Um, yeah, so much drag around the world. I'm so grateful for it personally um, because it's given me a podcast and it's given me a platform. Um, and I will keep my comments. So many people. I do. And this is my social life. This is how I get to still communicate when I even- Oh, but that's amazing. Like I could, I can't even say I've met all these queens, but you can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you get that like, conversation i i mean i've i've said it before i would love to bring new voices onto the show um so if there's anyone out there who knows a drag artist who loves talking about drag race tell them to hit me up i'm here for it i want to talk to new people um i just also know that there are a lot of like people who don't like doing the recaps and that's totally fine i get it um but i want to i want to chat i love chatting with people yeah i am watching um, uk and i am gonna watch canada versus the world oh my god i'm so excited we'll, we'll definitely make uh canada versus the world happen um oh it's gonna be such an ass- amazing it's so hard to keep up and watch fire. everything though it is it's very very hard and, and close your eyes we're gonna have season 15 uh so so many things happening but <laughs> where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you got to plug I am everywhere at It's Hibiscus. That is I-T-S-H-I-B-I-S-C-U-S. It's Hibiscus, like the flower. You can smell me or the tea. You can drink me, but I'm a gay. So I'd rather spill all the tea. <laughs> Love that. Um, it's always an honor having you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I can't wait to see you, Glam Awards. The biggest thanks to Hibiscus for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blogtalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.